2022 will bring more technology to the kitchen and with it, more training for food service techs. Welcome to Service Calls, a podcast for service techs brought to you by Tech Town and Food Service Equipment Reports. I'm Rob LaFriends, and in this episode, we're talking about what's on tap for service techs in 2022. And joining me is Food Service Equipment Reports Managing Editor, Lauren Coglin. We'll also hear about how doing the math helped cool down a frustrated convenience store owner and his dairy products. But first, on the phone from New Jersey, Service Calls checks in with Malachi Parts and Service CEO Rich Malachi to discuss his hopes and predictions for the service industry in 2022. Uh, but Rich, before we look to the future, let's talk 2021. Uh, what's it been like for you and others at Malachi Parts and Service? Yeah, uh, it's been a year for the books for us here at Malachi. When you look back at you know 2020, which was really a lost year, I think, for all of us, you know, 2019, we were we were on track to do some some great numbers, some great things, and here comes that roadblock. But 2021 came back, I think, with a vengeance. You know, we're gonna have a record year numbers wise. We we're gonna have a record year with the amount of technicians we have on the road. We've been able to hire in in this uh, crazy time, um, and, and get ourselves close to 18 technicians at this point. It's it's just been a it's been a beautiful year, and I think it's gonna set the tone for what's to come next year. And what would you say was the highlight of the year and what impact do you expect for that to have on the future of the company? So the highlight um, of the year is absolutely the acquisition of Service Masters for us in New York. They are a small outfit. Um, they Three technicians, you know, some office staff, very simple, small um, operation, but they're doing great business over there in Long Island and the boroughs. And, um, you know, with the opportunity, it's, it's opened up a whole new market for us in, in New York City. And, you know, as, as our family business grows, we, we were looking to kind of find that right fit. And this was it. So, um, you know, the future impact for us, you know, we're, we're looking for, for, for major growth over the next decade. We have a, a lot of goals and strategies in place to make that happen. And this was, this was just one of those plays that was, you know, it, it just was a right fit. And, you know, in, the, in less than 90 days out there, we've already we've gone from three techs to five techs. And we're already building customers or, you know, customer base is building. So that's, um, that's really what, what uh, I think is the main highlight for, uh, for us this year. It's been, been amazing. Congrats on the acquisition. That's a great way to start out 2022 for sure. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. So I know from your vlog that you've made it out to a number of in-person industry events this year, including your company's own end of your breakfast. Uh, how would you describe the sentiment of technicians at those events and what have been some of your key takeaways? Yes, we've, we've been out on the road. We've been vlogging. There's a lot of content we've been putting out and, um, you know, we've been to Rifma in June, Sofessa October. It was, it's a beautiful thing to get back out in the industry and be with the people, um, you know, which flowed right into this year with as busy as we were. We finally got a, a large company breakfast together. Um, it was hard to get the people together because we're just, when you're, when you're that busy to get, you know, the entire company, for, even for two hours, it's, it's detriment to, you know, to getting calls done. So, um, we did that, and I think the technicians were, were excited to be in the room finally together to talk talk about what's going on in the industry. You know, obviously we're all dealing with supply chain issues. We're dealing with you know tech support things and um, trying to get things done quickly, and that's really what they want. You know, they they've adopted all the new technologies that we put in place here. They're they're excited for it, but 
truth be told, any service company across the country, we're looking for efficiency. We're looking for speed. We're looking for things to get done so we can get to the next thing. And I think there's a lot of things that need to change and maybe not externally, but again, the things that we can control, especially in-house to help speed things up. So they got a lot of ideas out. They, we got a lot of systems and procedures that we're working on. So those were some some takeaways for, for that. And what are a few of the biggest innovations or developments that you expect to play a key role in 2022 and beyond? I would say technology is probably going to play a very major role in the kitchens of the future. You know, there's already been these, you know, smart kitchens out there with uh, connecting to Wi-Fi and data and, you know, tools are changing. You know, we look at the tablets and smartphones. Those are new tools. So I think the that we're going to have to really look look towards the the training um, for our technicians in the industry moving forward. Because obviously on the service side, manufacturing and service companies need to work super close together more than ever because we're all sharing the same customer and we, we have to, we're, we're brand protecting, you know, we're protecting those brands, we're protecting our brand and we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. So everything comes down to, I think, um, following the technology and training. Uh, so Rich, what's your personal approach to staying ahead of the curve? And how do you make sure that all of your technicians are on the same page? For us, it's, it's again, it's back to technology talk. There's just so much of it. So we've partnered with XOI, which has kind of given us the opportunity to become more transparent than ever. And XOI, for those that don't know, is a, a software that allows our technicians to provide picture and video to, to every customer on every job. And that's a hyperlink. So there's no downloads. There's, you know, it's not any, nothing cumbersome. You don't have to worry about downloading anything. You just literally just have to click on the link that's on your invoice and see the story of the job, you know, staying ahead of the curve, staying ahead of, of our competition, which is what we need to do. Anybody that's in the industry, you're, you're in your market, you have to, you have to do everything you can to be, you know, different. It's about differentiation. And when you start to show the technicians what this can be, for them, because we always talk about covering our own, our, our you know what's, um, this is the perfect way to cover to cover our you know what's, and it changes the conversation. It changes the conversation with the customer. It changes the conversation when you're talking with manufacturers and looking to get you know uh, claims approved for for warranty, and it's a game changer. So um, for us, we're just going to keep our ear to the ground with new technologies that we can adopt and bring to the table to set us apart. Was XOI a new addition for you guys this year? Yes, it was a new addition. We we pretty much went live in January with it, and um, you know, we, as any as any rollout for any software of anything, there's always those doubts. There's always those worries. Is everyone going to get get understand it and get it? And this was one of the easiest rollouts of technology that I've ever done. Now you have a project that you've been working on for a, a little bit now. Uh, tell me tell me just a little bit about the Fed Group. And yeah, I mean, so a passion project that started a few years ago, um, which we now have over a thousand um, members on Facebook is the Food Equipment Digital Disruptors. And I would invite everyone who listens to join it. It's, it's a melting pot for networking and sharing of the entire industry. You know, there's reps, there's dealers, there's manufacturers, there's service, there's facilities, there's technicians. And it's it's a place to come to, to let loose, to share, to, like I said, to network and to find find opportunities because there's people doing business there as well. So um, that's just a small piece of what it is. And if you go to thefedgroup.com, you can learn more about it. We put our own conference on coming up next year. I'd love to have have you all there. We got some great sponsors and it's it's going to be massive. We really want to put the industry on the map. So through digital branding and marketing, we're we're going to get there. We're going to we're going to showcase the industry. We're going to find more technicians. We're going to we're going to do all the things we need to do 
with with the help of the community, which is uh, known as Fed Nation. Very cool. Rich, just to wrap up, what would you say is your number one goal or hope for Malachi Parts and Service in 2022? The number one goal here for us right now is um, building culture um, with people first. So it's been, you know, coming from a family business with my dad, he did things a certain way. And over the past several years, I've really had to work hard to change um, the norm as it was here and let people understand that we actually really do care about you and your family. And I think that's the number one thing where we're going to sit down when we put systems and procedures and guidelines in place and we and we look at not just from a payroll perspective, uh, you know, money obviously and, and pay rates, that's all well and good, but there's other things we that we value here. We want to make sure that they're, them and their families are taken care of from a health standpoint. You know, we pay 80% of, of a platinum plan here for our, for our employees, um, you know, and we, we do a lot of other things that the 401k with employer match up to 4%. We want people to feel loved and good here. We don't want people to struggle. We want people to be able to pay their bills, live a good life have that work-life balance that they want. So the number one goal here for 2022, and quite honestly in perpetuity, is going to continue to be, um, continue to try to figure out how to be a better company for them. Because I ultimately, at the end of the day, I feel like I wake up and I work for them because without them, there's nothing. And this is, this is just who we are. Maliki Cares is the mantra, and we want it to mean something. Thanks to Maliki Parts and Service CEO Rich Maliki for joining us again, and we definitely look forward to following up with you in the new year. Next up, it's From the Field, and we go on the phone to New York with Smart Care Equipment Solutions Regional Lead Technician Matt Homburger to talk about what ended up being a serious lack of power. And uh, Matt, tell me, what was the initial complaint from the convenience store operator? It's a Hussman case, a grab-and-go case, and it just wasn't temping just could not get it below 40 degrees so what did the uh, smart care tech do to resolve the issue with the merchandiser on, on the first trip out well the tech thought that uh it was potentially uh overcharged so he pulled out two pounds of refrigerant and there was um no change in the temperature and um i was actually this was in texas so i was it was a new company that we had just uh, purchased and folded into our business. I rode around with Tex for a week down there. So we went, we went out there and um, he had thought that maybe it was an expansion valve problem. So we had taken a couple expansion valves out with us. This was a, a, a new machine, right? New piece of equipment. Yes. The, the store had only been open for about nine months. Brand new, brand new install. So can you tell me about that uh, second trip where you were there with him? On the second trip out, he had uh, he had thought that maybe there was an expansion valve issue. So he had ordered parts and we had brought those parts with us. And I said, you know, we need to kind of look at this because you know, it was my first visit. I, I kind of want to get my bearings and kind of look at this this unit. To me, it seemed low on charge. So... His first initial visit, he had pulled out two pounds. So we put the two pounds of refrigerant back into the system. There was no change in the temperature. I mean, it was just so close, so close. It just needed to get, you know, up over that hill to be good. But I checked over every little detail on on the unit, Um, outside air disturbances, um, being close to doors, Anything that could potentially 
interrupt that air screen, that air curtain on that grab and go cooler. And there was nothing major going on, going on. Uh, everything yeah. was wired correctly and plumbed correctly and just couldn't find uh, the root cause at that point. So then you guys uh, got on the phone with the manufacturer, right? Before I got on the phone with the manufacturer, I went to uh, the store manager, the, the, the general manager of the store, and, and kind of got some history. I asked him, I said, how long have you been here? He said, since day one. And I said, has this case ever run correctly? He said, mm, maybe for a day, half a day. He said, but no. Not, not really. He said, we'll, we'll load it with product, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a 12 foot long, uh, grab and go case. So, you know, th- there's a lot of labor to load that and a lot of labor to unload that. And as they, sure, they would do their temperature checks, uh, throughout the day, it, it just wasn't consistent. So that gave me uh, a spark, if you will, to kind of dig in, dig in further once I gained that information that the that the unit had not really worked correctly since day one, um, that's when I started uh, getting some more information off the the case uh, and the condensing unit uh, for for the for the unit which was up on the roof. I started doing some calculations, and uh, from there I started making phone calls to the manufacturer of the case itself and then the manufacturer of the uh, condensing unit. And what did you find out once you made those calls? Well, I found out that the type of products that they were, that they were trying to hold and and maintain in that case, they were uh, prepared foods, meat, dairy, sandwiches. It, It wasn't like they were just trying to, to, uh, hold one type of product. There was multiple products that they were trying to hold with inside that case. What I found out was after doing some of the calculations, the type of products that they, that they were holding in there, they needed uh, 1,430 BTUs per foot per hour. What the way it was set up, it was 1,000, and 10 BTUs per hour. And, and that would have been for deli dairy only, um, you know, with the added meats that they were keeping in there, they needed that higher BTU rating. So from there, I looked back in notes and found out that the, uh, the case, the case itself was, you know, it was, there was nothing, nothing wrong with the case itself. The, the, the real root of the problem was with the condensing unit. It was undersized, um, by three quarters of a horsepower. So that's, that's huge. That's huge. Did they ultimately just end up putting in a more powerful condensing unit? Yes. So what ended up happening was they took my calculations and my recommendations and they uh, presented it to the our our company had presented it to the customer, and and said, you know, this this will be your fix. And uh, the end result was it was the fix. Was there anything that you learned on this call that uh, other service techs might appreciate? 
I would say you really need to kind of step back, use the customer as a resource, and, and use your uh, OEM manufacturer as a resource to to uh, to get to the root cause. More great advice brought to you courtesy of Service Calls and Smart Care Equipment Solutions Regional Lead Technician Matt Homburger. Thanks so much again, Matt, for your time. Uh, now it's time for our Nuts and Bolts segment, where we hear from you answering our monthly question. And last month we asked, what's on your wish list for 2022? First up, we have Refrigerated Specialist Inc. Director Katie Green. The top three things on my 2022 wish list are probably the same on most of yours. It involves three S's, the supply chain issues, service technician shortage, and software options. This one comes to us from Gary's East Coast Service Communication and Technology Facilitator, Lindsay Petiti. Happy holidays. My wish list for 2022 is for my coworkers to be happy and healthy. There has been so much change over the last two years. I hope that 2022 pivots the service industry in a way where we can utilize technology while still enhancing our relationships. And last but definitely not least, we got an email from EMR Salisbury Branch Field Service Supervisor Adam Armistead. On my 2022 wish list is a digital refrigeration gauge and some time for me to catch up with technology. The digital gauges have tons of real-time data logging capabilities that give valuable insight into what a system is doing. Also, a new tool bag wouldn't hurt. Thanks to my colleague Ron Brown for voicing that last one up. And thank you everyone who called in and wrote in this week. We really do appreciate your time and for listening. Thank you. Uh, next month, our question is, what's your favorite app to use for work? And we'd love to hear from you, and you can call in to leave a message. Our number is 312-788-7618. That's 312-788-7618. You can also email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it along to servicecalls at fermag.com. And that's it for this episode of Service Calls, brought to you by TechTown in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. I'm Rob LaFriends, and we're looking forward to being back next month, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.